0: yo what's going on everyone welcome to another episode of let's be real i'm your host joe manboo and he's your
1: boy big sharp
0: what's going on guys so this is episode 102 jesus we're up to a lot of episodes now aren't we we
1: reach we milestones every time we do it brother <laughs> every time we do it
0: i know man all right so this episode is called kendrick the sellout and Basically what it's about is Kendrick Perkins, who is now a analyst, uh what was it for ESPN? hmm Uh had some things to say about Ky- Kyrie Irving, you know, and his uh lack of a plan. So basically what it is, it's uh it was in response to Kyrie Irving saying that he kinda wanna sit out for the uh like he doesn't want to restart the season, right? Because he feels like there's more prominent issues is going on. They feel like the players coming back would be, you know, it it would, it would make light of the situation of the social injustice that's going on in America. Uh, And Kendrick Perkins felt like doing that is not enough, right? Like, how are you actually going to get back to the community? How are you actually going to be effective? Like sitting out is not enough, right? There needs to be more to the plan, and um, Kendrick Perkins felt like Kyrie should have consulted the president of uh, the Players Association, Chris Paul, before he started this, like, uh, fa- this faction of players who want to sit out but not really implement anything behind the sitting out. Like, what does it achieve? What does it uh, – what would it accomplish? So, um, obviously, you know, Kyrie Irving is uh, – a teammate of the mo- one of the most sensitive players in NBA history. Uh, Here we go. And that is easy money sniper Kevin Durant. So uh Kevin Durant had uh in response to coming to his teammate's aid, uh had called Kendrick Perkins a sellout. For you guys who don't know, Kendrick Perkins and KD was teammates in 2014, uh obviously the season in which uh Kevin Durant won MVP. Uh uh, so Perkins was a little bit hurt by the sellout because he feels like he is fighting uh, the war on some front, right? But he just feels like the lack of planning by Kyrie uh, doesn't show really leadership. And, uh, you know, Kyrie, as we know, he's the vice president of the, uh, the uh, Players, Players Association.
1: Association. Uh,
0: so, I mean, Sherman, how do you feel about that?
1: I spoke about this last week when I did the solo dolo episode and I said, and I said, maybe they shouldn't be playing because, of I because I said COVID and the social and the social unrest were intertwining together. Yeah, they're intertwining, and I and I still stand by. They're they're intertwining, and it's and it's leading to a lot of confusion and stuff like that. But on that case alone, I feel Kyrie. I think, I think really Kyrie, he was he was trying to speak from a, from a perspective of like yo, there's so much issues going on. Maybe we should really fall back and, and um, really take a look at what's going on. Because yeah. like, people were saying it, the season would be a distraction. Other people are saying, well, hey, you have a platform. You can go out there and tell people, hey, this is what we want to do and how we want to go forward with it. And it's yeah. really, it really conflicting everything.
0: But yeah.
1: that sellout thing really hurt Kendrick Perkins. Yeah. That really hurt him because everyone, everybody, everybody black out there right now is, is, is just, like we're just trying to like get our voices heard
0: again. Yeah, yeah.
1: and it's so sad that we have to keep doing this over and over and over and over again. To so now it's reaching the, a real boiling point. Yeah, it's reaching a real boiling point. And when Kendrick was saying like, "Listen, I gotta go out there and take my son out," he was swamped on first take the other day. It's like, I gotta go out there and take my son out there when there's a uh, out of 70 players out there for workouts and stuff like that. Yeah. He's he's only one of two black, black black kids there. He gotta yeah. watch, he gotta watch his son to make sure everything's correct, everything's yeah. going right. You know, he said he lives in a community, he's only, I think, he's the only black.
0: Yeah, he, he was talked about how uncomfortable he was in his own community and how right. he has to kind of have his head on a swivel, uh, where he lives at, right?
1: Which and, is crazy and, to me. It, but, it's tough like all, like i've always said all people want to do is sit down and enjoy life we don't want to go through all this rift and all this stuff but it happened it's yeah, happening yeah. so you got to take you got take it for what it is yeah and, 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 you have, and you gotta maneuver the best way you can yeah. but Kendrick i i, I believe and i and i think they will resolve it soon enough like it's, it's like brothers it says KD and, him, and I, I, I i don't know if this is true or not but i think um. Um. Katie's sister is married to Kendrick Perkins. I believe.
0: Oh, I don't know. I, 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 that I, I
1: believe. I believe. And and if that's the case, I'm like.
0: Let me do some we, investigative journalism,
1: please, if you don't mind. <laughs> but and 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 because like he's like, yo, I still love you. You're still my brother. Yeah. At the end of the day, because these are going to be said at this height at this height of this of of this social thing going on right now, and. Yeah. Things are going to be said, and I would only hope that these two can reconcile and like get them, get them, get them in a room, and sit them down. Kendrick already said they did that one time when they had an issue before. They sat in the hotel room, they sat down, they had it up, they cried, they cried a yeah. little about it and stuff like that. And when they came out, like yo, they be- they became more tight. And I hope in this situation now is the same thing. I hope yeah. they can sit down and talk about whatever, wherever, whatever. Discrepancy there is now with that sellout comment. He can ask, "Hey, what you mean by that?" And how how can Uh, he break that down? And uh, I don't
0: know. uh, I think he, I think he, I think he knew what he meant by being a sellout.
1: Okay, so so in in that case, then like yo, just a trip, like yo, what what's going on? You you feel me for a sellout, and they can break it down that way.
0: But I'm gonna I'll tell you this: Um, Kendrick Perkins has done a wonderful job finding a second career. uh, Being oh yeah working part of the media, right? So the thing is the media the shows like the sh- basically the platform on ESPN that those shows they you're able to give your opinion. I think Kendrick goes, and I love Kendrick's rawness. Yeah. And I love his honesty, but the, <laughs>
1: it's a, it's a bit out there sometimes, but yeah, go
0: ahead. It is one of those things. It's just uh you know, KD hates the media, right? And yes. I think the reason why KD um Gets on Kendrick so much is because he forgets that he he was a player, right? Like it's like it was like with Jordan in the last dance documentary when Jordan was just throwing cats under the bus and probably broke up a couple of marriages and had a couple of those kids, a couple of those uh former teammates' kids looking at their the parents
1: cocaine, the cocaine.
0: differently, right? The
1: cocaine,
0: so it's like KD's looking at it from. First of all, I don't like the media. You were a brother of mine just less than six years ago, right? And yo, you're giving out, you're spilling all the tea, right? You you you're so caught up in the sauce of of being a uh, analyst for whatever uh, network and ESPN. yeah, ESPN, like whatever show he's on, and then it's like it's like he constantly just he breaks the um, the code, right? He constantly breaks the code and. You know, I think he was um Kendrick was a little bit rough on Kyrie when he said um when he you know when he was like yo he's a distraction, right? Because I think the thing is is that Kyrie's a I love Kyrie. Uh and I understand he tries to be an intellectual. Uh,
1: he, is, he is, no, he's he's smart.
0: He yeah, is smart. I I think a lot of the time with Kyrie though it's like he's not fully thinking it through, right? Like, so I get the two uh philosoph- the two school, the theories of thought, right? The two ideas of thought of the guys who want to play, right? Who could feel like they could use that platform for every game, right? Because there'd be a bunch of people watching, right? But they kind of did that. They kind of did it with the I Can't Breathe shirts. They did it in other ways, right? And I get the but, other but, I, I get the other thought of, But But that was know, then, not-
1: we talk about now. Right you know, I hear, now, I
0: hear you, though. But there's things in the past that the NBA has done right while playing during a regular season, because this mm-hmm. is not the first time a black person has been choked out, dying had their neck stepped on, police ru- brutality has been displayed. Uh That the NBA, you know, trying being the progressive league that they are, has showed their support in social injustice. Right, mm-hmm. Um players. I think. I think. The nation is tired. I think people are just tired. I think the players are tired, right. This is a league that comprises of eighty percent of uh African americans right eighty percent black players right uh, black right right listen, some of these guys feel that you know taking a stand by listen, hurt, hurting hurting the the wallet right or just not even hurting the wallet right because I think it's beyond that. I think it's just taking the time to be with their families, taking the time to to be in support of their community, taking the time to do their due diligence. Some players just feel like playing basketball, they won't be able to do their due diligence when it comes to partaking in activities in the community and which can make them, you know, which can can make it better because they could use their platform. But, yo, I'm wearing an I Can't Breathe shirt while playing an NBA game, right, before playing an NBA game. I don't think that makes a difference, and I feel like, Some players went down that road, right? The NBA has gone down that road. What now are they going to implement? What further changes can you associate with the NBA to be like, hey, this is what they're doing to be progressive, to stop this kind of behavior from police, right? People just want to, you know, players want to take more of the owners because they do have this platform. Social media, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Regular media, you know what I'm saying? They want to take the initiative and, and, and put these things on notice. So I get that faction of players that was like, "Hey, the season don't mean as much." And I commend Dwight Howard because I know Dwight yeah. Howard. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I and I and
1: I and I talked about Dwight Howard on the show last week too. Like he was very sincere about what he was saying. Like yeah. he, he he so bad wants to win the championship, and he yeah, you knows he wants
0: him. to win it. He's but on he, the tail end of his career, career you know? Yeah, and the and, Lakers are doing very well. Right. And, and,
1: no, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: No, I'm saying the Lakers are doing very well. So there's a there's a real chance for Dwight Howard to get his first championship. And I think Dwight Howard, who, you know, is most time is you know associated with being a goofball, not really taking things serious. I think this crucible that he's went through as a player, right, um, it changed him a little bit. Uh, and he's putting a, a lot of things in per- perspective. Uh, he's put a lot
1: of thought into what he's saying now.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think it's important, man. I just... Uh, uh, but I would want to ask you this though, between the two ideas of thought between the um playing and not playing what what would you find to be most effective uh route to be taken
1: you, you and I spoke about this last week as well and I wrote oh, yeah. something and I wrote something on the blog yeah about this because it's a two way street
0: mm-hmm.
1: one, like I said, you can play. You can get your get your voice out there, show them, hey, this th- we're not going to take this no more. And play, but people yeah. will feel like it's a distraction in a sense. Oh, yeah. But on the other hand, if you don't play, you're showing that it's not all about money. It's more than about money. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's about it's about our about us about what we're going through right now. Yeah. Maybe maybe basketball is not a sport, in general. May not be an avenue we need to take right now. Maybe we need to be sticking on this issue of of, of, of black people getting beat on on a consistent yeah. basis, and how can we stop it? How can we eliminate it Yeah. altogether, so we don't have to be doing this over and over and over and over and over and over yeah. over, and over again? Yeah, I. I, I and I was I I, I put I put the um, post out there and some people were like, hey, they should just play. Put your platform go, go out there, you know, use yeah. your platform to speak on the issues at hand. Yeah. Me personally, and I said it last week, I don't think they should play. Now mm. for like I said, for one, because of this pandemic and this thing is getting, yeah, it's yeah. getting crazy.
0: Yeah. Right
1: now. Especially in Florida now. Florida has been spiked. Yeah. They've literally spiked.
0: So well, that's it, a, yeah,
1: and and, and that's and that's one thing of itself. Yeah. But on top of that, now you have this social issue for social yeah. equality going on, and yeah. I just think like maybe you, it, sports will be back. It will come back. Yeah. It don't have to come back right away. Of course, I would love to have. Of course, I would love to be talking about sports right now, talking about the NBA finals or but basically past the finals now. But yeah. this is more important. This yeah. carries more weight. It does. It really carries more weight. So and, and, and to your point, it depends on who you are, the present, how you feel about it.
0: Yeah. You know, everybody's I, 50-50 on it. Yeah. I mean, my take on it is when I first heard that the NBA season was coming back, it's great, um, but I didn't feel like it was necessary. Like, I was like, all right, if the season doesn't come back, it could be a wash, right? Like, it's fine. I'm totally okay mm-hmm. with that. And, um, you know, like you said, this bubble in Disney that they'll be playing at, you know, Florida spiking again, you know, isolating that much players. Imagine if, like, like I said uh, um, in an episode a while ago, it's like a Rudy Gobert situation where you have that, not necessarily the joking around part, but you get that one NBA player that catches it, right? And then mm-hmm. he's been around in that bubble for around everyone. It's just a dangerous situation. Uh, I get the need for owners and players who want to get back, you know, on the court for for money because the NBA has lost a lot of money. But I I don't think it's I don't think it's really worth it. Um, I think it's 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 mostly it's it's dangerous for the players. And I think if players are uh, talking about being really active in their communities, being on the front line, I think that needs to take
1: president. More,
0: Yeah, precedent than than playing NBA games. Yes, you can have the games and you can, you know, show your support or use your platform. But I think using your platform is one thing and and being on the front lines to discuss everyday issues is is another thing. Um, And I think the NBA season should not happen. So players can do that, right? You got what, what? How many players in the league? Eighty uh, percent. I guess that's about African American. Like, listen, them doing something in each of their hometowns can be an amazing thing. Amazing right? thing. Um, and you I know? think I think that is something that should be happening. Uh, I, you know, the NBA. I love the NBA, but it doesn't mean this much, that much to me as it, you know, as the other stuff that's going on. So I, I'm all in favor for. Like I said, I love Kyrie, so I don't think it's biased, but I, I do agree with Kyrie with sitting out. Let me, but let, I also agree with Kendrick saying, listen, you need a plan besides sitting out. So there has to be some type of, uh, you know, there has to be some type of thing that's going to happen after the sitting down.
1: And look at what Kyrie did. He indirectly sparked a conversation that needed to happen. Yeah. He indirectly sparked the conversation. Yeah. I don't think he. I don't think they expected to get up like this. Not like this. Yeah. But so now where where's a conversation every day. You hear it on sports talk, sports news, talk sports talk radio, podcast yeah. everywhere. They didn't expect to get, but it's important that it's being done at this juncture.
0: Yeah. It's
1: very important being done at this juncture because you you get to speak, you get to have that conversation. It's a very tough conversation to have, but it's needed. It has to have. It has to happen because i don't people should not think like oh we just told, we're just about sports and that's about it we bought our money and stuff like that yeah. it, it shouldn't be about that it's like are you a human being
0: yeah and it, a lot it, of the a lot of the times uh, you know to 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 your point a lot of the time people like distractions right like people like like the nba coming back would be one of those things it's like all right well the world is opening back up things is looking normal but i think the problem is, is that a lot of our a lot of us live our life on cruise control, right? Like we this this trauma and stuff that's going on that we kinda just like to put on the back pilot. And how you get better is by dealing with it, right? You Yeah, yeah, deal with you,
1: it head on.
0: You can't run from it. Basketball would be a nice escape. I remember when I was going through my things, man, I was at a bunch of basketball games, but what I was really doing was just escaping my problems, right? I mm-hmm. wasn't really uh I wasn't really solving anything. I was escaping, right? When I was going through my issues, right? So with this whole pandemic, right? I I sit down and I'm I'm here, and I get to to focus and and do my due diligence on myself self and do systems check, and, and and see what kind of man I could really be. You can't do that if you're distracted. So what I'm saying to that is that is um what it really is, the NBA being back would be great, but it would of take course. away from the things that need to be discussed, all the uncomfortable conversations that people need to have. And those conversations need to be had so that things can grow, right? So if you don't right. have those conversations, if you don't you don't have that uh, mediation, uh, there, there, there'll never be uh, any change or any growth. It'll just be another year. And yeah I, I think we to the point especially black people where it's like you don't you you don't any longer want to just it for it to be another year. another want, year you, yeah you want it to be your year you want you want to you want to a, a change of the status quo and, and i think that's important and,
1: and progress into the next level into the next step of equality altogether that's what yeah. it's supposed to be about at the end of the day yeah now i know it sounds crazy saying that type of thing and those people feel like, oh, it never happen. But you, you, you got to do something.
0: Yeah, something but that's the thing. He it's does like, it. yeah, yeah. That's the thing, though, just because it um, it may never happen doesn't mean you shouldn't fight for it, right? Because that's the right. problem if you don't do anything. I hope it
1: I, And Quite frankly, like I'm saying, I hope it does. Yeah. I would love for it to. Could yeah. it would be a beautiful place for this for, for it to get to that type of point, to get to that type of level.
0: Yeah, it definitely would. I mean, I would listen, you gotta go against the grain right mm-hmm. you gotta sacrifice some things I know and, and i you know I love it the fact that these players um what I really love is that they're they're willing to sacrifice right because i don't, they're losing money right and I know we you know they'll be like oh they make a bunch of money, but you can't never study study a man's pocket that's right uh you never count his coins um but some of these players are giving up a lot, right? To, to, to be out there because it's important, man. Like, they, they, us, they just dribble a basketball for a living. You know what I'm and, saying? And they're,
1: and they're putting their lives on the line during a pandemic. And I
0: want to yeah. stress
1: that enough. They're putting their life, they're going out there, they're marching, wearing masks, putting their lives on the line because, in in worst of a pandemic. Yeah. That in yeah. of itself says a lot to me.
0: Yeah, it definitely does, man. Uh, but. You know, I mean, listen. It's it's July thirty first, still the tentative date.
1: And if they do not, and here's the thing that's this is what Stephen A. was talking about. Yeah. If they don't get out there on the thirty first, they said the owners can rip up the CBA, and they have to start from scratch. So everything they had built mm-hmm. from the lockouts from yeah in the early nineties and on will be totally like wiped out. Yeah. But but at at what point is like you have to take. At, and you have to really think. Is is, is 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 and these players have to think. I can't think I'm not playing the NBA. They have to think: Is this sacrifice worth it? Is ripping up the CBA and killing the whole max contracts and all that stuff? Is it worth? Is it worth it? Well, is that's it the,
0: worth it. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, these players who are, who are making this crazy amount of money, you got to think about that about the guys who aren't making that money, right? Like, right. Yeah. So it affects them more than so than it does the Damian Lillard's or the LeBron James or, you know, the Kyrie Irving's. Uh, so those guys have to, you know, the guys who aren't those guys, you know, the mid-level exceptions and below, below I don't know. Below <laughs> you know where? We below-er. know below yeah, But But uh, they have to uh, figure that out. But it's an interesting thing. I don't need an NBA season. I don't really care who's holding up the Larry O'Brien trophy. My my guy has five, so I don't really care about anybody else. But uh
1: May you rest in peace.
0: Word, word. You know what I'm saying? And um all right, so what so the next thing we will be talking about, all right? Is uh the Mike Tyson bio, biopic uh biopic uh portrayed by Jamie Foxx and the other day Jamie Foxx had posted a picture somewhere, I don't know. But uh I uh,
1: I think it was on his um Instagram or his Twitter. Uh, yeah,
0: maybe his Instagram and like he's just he so he's getting ready to play uh Mike Tyson. Um Jamie Foxx is 52 years old and he's going to be playing a young Mike. So that's going to be interesting. He's going to be playing young Mike up until I guess Mike the age now. I think Mike Tyson's 53. Mm-hmm. Uh but did you see how swole jamie fox got for that role my
1: man said he did 60 push-ups 60 dips
0: no every no. other day no he said 100 push-ups
1: 100 push-ups thank you 60, 60 dips
0: six no 100 push-ups i think it was 100 push-ups 100 dips and then 60 pull-ups
1: pull-ups there you go
0: crazy every other day so what's he doing on his off days or are, are those you rest. Are, are those his off days i don't know
1: yeah, you gotta rest so like, you can't do that thing all straight through so i mean you can if you want to but you gotta get some rest in between
0: I can't kill um, you stuff like that, bro. Nah, Jamie Foxx not like my man Quincy, man. Who doing? 100- <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jamie yeah. Foxx not like my man Quincy. Who doing a hundred burpees? Burpees. A day. Oh man! Shout Quincy. out to brother Q out there. Q man doing a hundred burpees a day. That is. Shout out, shout out to the.
1: Shout I out to can.
0: the. Oh, no, shout out to the Rip Right crew, real quick. Yeah, I I can't uh, I can I could probably do. Thirty burpees in two hours. In <laughs> two hours, damn. Yeah. no, no. I, Stretching I, I get it in. out like that. No, bro? no. I could get it. I could get it in a little bit more. Uh, Come on, yeah. so you could
1: yeah. do it at least in twenty minutes,
0: son. Yeah, I could. I mean, I could do. I could do burpees, but I, it's a, it's just amazing. I was like, and and that's the thing. Like Jamie Foxx at fifty. Jamie Fox at fifty-two. It, yo, he's just swole, man. I just hope to look like that when I'm fifty-two. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But what do you think about the movie, man? I mean, I know it's going to be some interesting thing. I'm, I'm, I'm I want to know who they're going to cast as Robin Gibbons. You know? Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, you know what uh, I'm saying? That's what I'm that's what I'm not throwing, throwing no
1: names out there because I don't know who I ain't going to throw no names out there. But this uh biopic, listen, Jamie Foxx is uber talented,
0: he's super talented,
1: song, singer, actor, yeah. comedian, producer. He does it all, producer. Exactly. When he did Ray, I said, Is this really Ray? And I really said this, Is he really playing Ray? Is this Ray Charles really, really?
0: Like, yeah, that was a good. The, one.
1: Man, the man won an Oscar playing Ray.
0: Yeah.
1: And it was so powerful. Like, you believed it. You believed he was Ray.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: he's been doing skits about Mike Tyson for years.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Ever since he, ever since Jerry Fox came in, he's been doing skits about Mike Tyson. So okay. for me, him doing Mike Tyson is so perfect. It, he, he already does the voice. He just had to get his body yeah. up.
0: He does everything like that. He definitely looked like he's on his way though.
1: Yeah. Oh hell yeah. He said yeah. by the time he said by the time they get to start um filming, he should yeah. be about two thirty. And yeah, then the movie uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the
1: movie and the movie's gonna make him look like he's two fifty.
0: Yeah, which is He's crazy.
1: Yeah. But I, crazy. I I really feel like Jamie Foxx is gonna hit a home run with this.
0: Yeah, I, I truly really so believe
1: yeah. it. If he can do this with Ray Mike, Tyson, he's been doing Mike Tyson's voiceover for, like I said, for years.
0: So, do you think? Do you think it would be as good as Will's Ali? Listen, because I when, will. Will did a hell of a job. A job, that. yeah, man.
1: Listen, and Jimmy Fox did good when he was Bodini Brown. Yeah, he did a hell of a job. Yeah, I didn't know Bodini was like that. Yeah, had that career. I didn't know he started the rapping. Really gave Ali his rapping repertoire and all that. Stuff. I didn't even know that till I watched the movie. Yeah, but I think Mike, I think um, Jamie will portray Mike Tyson perfectly. Okay, I'm pretty sure he's hung up with Mike plenty of times. He has got his essence and everything like that. So I feel like he can do an excellent job at this role. Yeah, and I and I believe, and I'm calling it now, he will be in the you uh, will be in the running for an Oscar again. For okay. this movie, I oh. believe.
0: Okay. The, right. of,
1: the day I saw the, the so, sorry, but the um, the day um, when I saw Ray for the first time, I said, "Yo, this man about to win a goddamn Oscar." Yeah. Because he did it so real.
0: He was really good. Yeah. <sighs> Crazy. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. So before we go, uh, what is your favorite sports movie of all time?
1: Jeez, put me on the spot with that one, man.
0: Yeah. yeah man. Man, man. One.
1: Favorite sports movie of all time. I hmm. Right now, I really would say Ali. I have watched that thing. Ali, so, really? I have watched that thing so many times. Yeah. And like
0: watching over the Rockies. It, I mean, come on. It's the Rockies the were good, man. They were
1: good, yeah. But the Ali, like, he really captured Ali.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that to was a really good performance.
1: Like from the social things that was going on to the infighting, yeah. the stuff with Don King. His yeah. wives and all yeah. that stuff. Like, I really felt like he was Ali. Like, yeah. damn Ali. He was really doing everything and everything. Like,
0: yeah. damn. No, you're right.
1: It's probably one of my favorite movies to me. What about you?
0: Shit. I'ma go. So you know I'm a basketball head. Right. Right. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Glory Road.
1: Oh, for real. And that oh. was
0: really good, man. I really liked yeah.
1: Not, not now, now he got game?
0: That was good. Don't get me wrong. You Jesus. Know, yeah, <laughs> but Glory Road was really good, man, because that was like a historic move and around that time like things were super crazy, right? So to start five black players and you know, and they just killing the game twenty three and one of the <laughs> season was ridiculous, man. Just to go on to win the national championship was dope. So I can imagine the animosity they had to de- uh they had to depict. Uh, and deal with with, uh, for that movie. So it was great. It was great. But uh, guys, I want to thank you again for uh, tuning to another episode of Let's Be Real.
1: One Uh, more thing. One more thing before we go. As as people have just seen for the wrestling fans out there, The Undertaker has officially retired from the business.
0: After 30
1: years of giving his heart and his soul and being in character for 30 goddamn years, he is calling it a career. I have... I wrote something on the blog. It's from April sixth. Please mm-hmm. check it out if you can. And to the Undertaker, we thank I thank you for everything you've done for this business. For for a fan like me, watching as a kid till now, I thank you for everything. Thank you so much, Deadman. man. Go ahead, sir.
0: All right, man. So uh, if you have any uh, questions and comments, make sure to hit us up on uh, lbrs talk at gmail dot com. Um, you can hit us up on. Make sure to check the Facebook uh, Sports Blog. Uh, post uh where Quincy and Big Sherm do a good job of posting content in between episodes. Uh make sure to hit us up on YouTube for this episode later or all our episodes at Let's Be Real SportsCast. Uh just type that in and uh you know uh, Spotify
1: iTunes subscribe subscribe yes
0: yeah. and we'll give us
1: we'll... give us give us one star, give us five stars, give us something though, please. Get support <laughs> if needed.
0: Yeah, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please. Uh, and... make it like he sweats. That's another episode in the bag, and happy Father's Day, guys. Uh, happy Father's
1: Day to my pops.
0: Make sure make sure that plate is uh, on point. Great. Big
1: piece <laughs> of chicken. Big
0: piece <laughs> of chicken. All right, y'all. Peace.
1: Peace.